This is a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. There is a certain nature of God which when God created man from the beginning, God introduced that nature in man. So that when you walk on this earth, you walk as God's rep, God's representative. So that when people are looking for God, they don't have to go elsewhere, anywhere. It is God's intention that he be seen in every child of his. Believe me. Which is why God, Bible says, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And then God breathed into man his very spirit that makes you talk like God have attitude that pertain to godliness that make people see you and they say this is God's express image. That is God's intention. And one of the characteristics nature of God that makes people know that you are a child of God. You are born of God. You belong to God is the exhibition and demonstration of God's kind of love. 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 Where there is love, you easily see an environment of peace. Where there is love, there is cohesion. Where there is love, there is unity. Where there is love, God commands his blessing. Love is like water. When water falls upon the garden, you can see that this garden has been watered. You can see that this garden is receiving water and nutrients always. That is love. Love is not abstract. Love does not live in vacuum. Love speaks. Love expresses itself. Love shows. Love is demonstrable. Love demonstrates. Love can be touched. Love can be seen. Love, love, love. That's the word love. You know why I'm getting angry now? Because L-O-V-E, love, you have simplified it so much that it is now out of your vocabulary. And yet, that is the core heart of God. It's love that makes God different from Satan. For God so loved the world that he gave. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us in that he demonstrated his love. Love is what makes God God. And you, as God's image, it is love that makes you a child of God. L-O-V-E. Love, 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 love. Love is like water. When, when, the, when, when love falls like rain upon your family, oh man, you can see the fruit that there's love in the house. 
where there is love, you will notice first of all that the children in the house are confident. You will notice that they are intelligent. You will notice that their lives are put together. Where there is love in their home, you will never see the children fighting amongst themselves or struggling or, or in contentious one with another. Love! When there is love in the church, the church is the church lives together. The church is united. The church grows. When there is love in the choir, you can feel it and see it when the minister. You can feel the anointing. You can feel the cohesion. You can feel unity. When the love is in the choir, you can know it. Love does not live in vacuum. Love is expressible. Love, you see it. Show it. Those of you who are clapping, you, you will be there very soon. But those of you who are not clapping, I am not disappointed at all. Because today, I didn't come here to come and prophesy that dry bones will live again. I will prophesy. Whether you like clap or not, I will, I will teach you what will take you to heaven. I will teach you that will give you a better husband and a good wife. I will teach you that which will make your children become great. I will teach you what will be able to make you live happily and peaceably with somebody. I will teach you what can make you a man and a woman of stature. Love. So if you are clapping, clap very well because I am giving you medicine. Medicine. Enter into a house. Hear the children talk and you know that there is love in the house. Enter into a church. Feel the anointing and you know that there is love in that church. Love speaks. Today, I will give you Bible definition of love. So that you forget about all those filios and then the uh, those things you have been the nonsense you have been passing around. Romeo, Juliet, infatuation, and then which one? Oh, you are bringing me some American terms. Bring me some American terms. And then those nonsense. First definition, first John chapter number four, verse number seven. I'll do the new international version, NIV. First John chapter four. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Love comes from God. Love comes from God. Love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Beautiful definition. Everyone that is that loves is born of God. So if you see someone who does not walk in love or does not express love, that person is not born of God. Two, the person doesn't know God. I don't care who the person is and what the person does. This is biblical definition. You love God, number one. Show it. It means you are born of God. You are born again. <laughs> Two, you know God. Mm. Seven, eight. Eight. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. God's nature is love. The definition of God is love. Love. That, that is him. So if God is in you, it must be expressed. It must be shown. It must become practical. Nine. This is how God showed his love among us. 
He sent his son, his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So now God has set the example of what love is, how love is demonstrated. And in this discourse, God gave his only son to come and die a shameful, a painful death. death. He was made naked. They spat upon him. They ill-treated and maltreated him. And yet the son of God on the cross says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. Yeah. You. You will curse them. You will curse them. When you come for prayer meeting and they say, shall we pray that the Lord will fill us with love? You even start sleeping. Why is he wasting our time? We are going to pray. Prayer topic number one. Every enemy, wherever they are lying, we are going to pray. Agbe, aye, agbe, aye. Shall we pray? You will see the people. Hey, you are a wicked person. You don't have love. You don't have love. You don't have love. So, 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 here is, here is the practical demonstration of love. God is saying that in this love he's talking about, God is looking for a husband who will say that we don't have enough money at home and food at home. But because I love my pregnant wife, my pregnant wife must eat first. If it means that I have to sleep hungry, that is love. My children who are young, they must never go to bed hungry. And so I want to spend the last bit of my money. Hey, and the father who will come and say, uh, and so Adwa, uh, what is in the house? Have the children eaten? Adwa, since I married you, I don't know, things are not working for me at all. Adwa, I am coming. And then you go and sit somewhere and you are drinking Guinness and then upon cheering in crackra with hot soup. You are not born of God. You don't know God. God's nature is not in you. You are not a representative of God. You are a time waster. Those of you who are clapping, you are receiving my message. Those who are angry with me, get ready. You'll be more angry because I am about to offload more. You better get used to me and you better receive this message because I'm going to preach it for the next six weeks. Love, 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 love. This is the first time this beautiful girl has clapped for me. He, he, she loved this message. Thank you. Because of you, I'm going to, I'm going to extend it to eight weeks. Are you clapping or you are doing something? Clap your hands and say, Love! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about the kind of love where you will look at somebody and say, Oh, so I, I yeah, there's only one place on the on the on the ticket. Two of us cannot go. Okay, so please take the lead. I'll follow. Love. 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 Love, love. Practically, when you are demonstrating love, you practically place the needs of others above your need. And number two, you want to see that 
Others are more comfortable. Even if it has to make you uncomfortable. Even if you have to part with something. Love. That's, that's love. Oh, Apostle Jenna, where are you taking? Oh yeah, I'm telling you what the Bible teaches. This is God's expectation. Blessed are those who meet this expectation. They are the true sons of God. Yeah. That through him we might be saved. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. In other words, you as a raw mortal being, you didn't have any connection with love or you didn't know anything God called love until God loved you. And the day God loved you, he then put the seed in you for you to replicate his love to others. So, 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 I am not teaching you. In demonstration of love, you, you don't force it. No. It comes and it flows naturally. Love is kind. You demonstrate kindness naturally. Love is forgiving. You forgive without recourse to holding back love. When the thing is from God and God has filled you, You don't struggle to express it and to show it. It doesn't matter if you come from a divorce home. It doesn't matter if you were rejected. Once God's love encompasses you and and catches your heart, that's it. You flow. You flow. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Moving higher, I will teach that love definition, true definition, is not in words, but it is in deed. If you want to define love, define love to your wife and your children and to your neighbors. You want to define love? Define it to your sister who is sitting next to you. To your auntie, your cousin. You want the definition of love? You define it to that poor person who is working there, who has nobody to talk to, who has nobody to help. So, in the, in the years, in the weeks to come, I'll be dwelling on the product of love, the characteristics of love, the demonstration of true love. Number one, I will teach that love is respectful. Love is respectful. Anybody who is respectful, you know that the person has love. Anybody who doesn't respect people, you are not born of God. You don't know God. You are not born of God. You don't know God. You are not born of God. You don't know God because you can't respect people. Number two, I will be teaching in the years to come, in the weeks to come, that love is forgiving. Love. When love is in you, you can't hold back people's pain. The pain people have caused you and the hurt. No. There's no place for that in your heart. You don't have a place for that. Flows. Flows. Forgiveness flows just like that. Because you know God and you are born of God. Number three, in the weeks to come, I will be teaching that love is 
helpful. Love, love is kind. Number three, love is kind. Number four, love is helpful. Love helps. Well, when you see a person who loves to help at all times, comes to church helping, ushering, helping, washing dishes, he's born of God. She is born of God. And then number five, I will be teaching that love is peaceful. Where there is love, you always find the environment of peace. Peace, 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 peace. I can't remember when there was a quarrel in my bedroom. I can't, I can't just remember. It's been a long, 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 long time when she was not born again. But, 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 long time. There's, there's no quarrel. There's no I can't remember. Okay, so let me now move it up, up a little bit and then we'll look at the, the, the biblical product of love. Biblical product of love. Apart from the ones that I'll be teaching you, Apostle Paul summarizes the product of love in First Corinthians chapter number 13, verses number 1 to number um, 7 or so. First Corinthians chapter number 13. I will do the New King James version. I'll do the New King James version. New King James. Thank you very much. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a changing cymbal. Oh, if I don't, can, can, can you hit the cymbal for me? Okay, hit it again. Cymbal, cymbal, changing cymbal. Hit it all the cymbal. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who has no love is like this. You are a noisy Christian. You are wasting people's ears and people's time. Verse 2. Verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love I am nothing you you can be the most powerful anointed man of God you can be the most powerful mighty man who can live powerful prayer meeting you can do miracles and miracles and miracles all those things are not a sure sure assurance that God is with you or you are you are, you, you are born again the surest assurance and the tip that you are born again is if you love any miracle, mighty man preaching, you, Bible says you are nothing, nothing so from today don't be moved at any mighty man of God anywhere including the apostle general if apostle general does not walk and demonstrate love his ministry is nothing Verse number three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. It doesn't matter what sacrifices you do and how much you give. You can be the highest donor to oil dome. If you don't walk in love, you are not born of God. God is, you don't know God. God is not inside of you. Every giving is a waste of time and energy and resources. 
Those of you who are clapping, I know I'm blessing you. Verse number four. Love suffers long and is kind. Love suffers long. It is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not envy. What, what? Envy. What, what, what is the spirit of envy coming to do in your life when you are filled with love? Envious of what? Their marriage? Do you know the kind of marriage God is bringing to you? You didn't hear the prophecy. Envious of what? Their cars. Do you know the one God is about to bring to you? What have you envious of? Because they have gone at the height of you. They have first degree, second degree. Oh, don't worry. When your time comes, God will give you the overtaker's anointing. When you are filled with the love of God, you don't have any recourse to envy anybody for whatever they have. Because when your time comes for God to prosper you, God will give you more than those who have gone ahead of you. You better clap and say, I receive this. I didn't hear you clap your hands and say, I receive it. I didn't clap your hands and say, I receive it. Stay in verse 4. Stay in verse 4. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. In other words, love does not boast. Or it's not puffed up. Love, it doesn't boast. Love is not proud. Give me the version where, where it says, love doesn't boast. Is it the NIV? Or, yeah. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. A boastful person, there's a difference between testimony and boasting. Now, a testimony in which you give God the glory, uh, God has blessed me, it's okay, it's a good testimony. Uh, God has helped me, I've passed my examination, I made a distinction, praise God. I made a first class, it's a good testimony. I went for the interview and I topped all the interview. It's a testimony. What do testimonies do? Testimonies show that the power of God is at work too. Testimonies encourage those who are hearing you so that their faith is lifted. Number three, testimonies also... Uh, 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 are messages to your hearers that if God has done it for you, it means they should get ready. They are the next for God to visit. So testimony is good. But there is something also apart from testimony is, is boastful. There are some people when they are saying what they have and when they are saying what God has done, you can feel some spirit of boastfulness. They, they are saying it as though they are the only righteous people that they are the only people God hears and they are the only people who God answers their prayers and that all the other people are sinners and so God doesn't hear them but they alone that is not a testimony, that is boastfulness that person is not born of God and doesn't know God so boasting is when when you lift yourself better than everybody else, uh, more privileged than everybody else, more prosperous than everybody else, most blessed by, oh please, you see, the only reason why you think you are more prosperous than everybody is because you'll be talking about your things always. There are people who are more prosperous but they are quiet. Some people, they are dangerously bellacious, but one way is simple. Whoa! The small that you have, you want everybody to know that you are who, who you want. 
clap your hands and say, I killed that spirit. Oh, come on, clap your hands again. I killed that spirit. Say, spirit of boasting. Spirit of boasting. Spirit, oh, well, you see, you see, you can't you can predict the best demon to cast. Spirit of boasting. Get out of this house. Love is not proud. Who is a proud person? A proud person is a person who knows it all. That he doesn't want to receive counseling and corrections. I know my right. I know my left. I know my center. I know your front. You know your front. Continue to walk. Death is waiting for you at the front. Let him that thinketh he's standing. Take heed. Unless he falls. Start from verse 1 again, NIV. Let me run through quickly and then, and then stop it. Start from verse 1 again. Ready? Go with a loud voice. Ready? Go. Though this one say, I'm a sounding gong. And all a changing symbol. You are just gong, 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 gong. You are a noise maker. Two. Very go. If I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries, read aloud, ready, go, and all knowledge. I want to hear your voice. Go. And if I have a faith that can move mountains, shout it aloud. But I am verse three. Verse read with a loud voice. Let me know that you are with me. Ready, go. If to the poor and surrender my body to the flames. But have not love. I gain. Verse 4. Ready? Go. Love is. Love is. Love does not. It does not. It is not. Verse 5. It is not rude. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record. Why are you happy when people say you, you are a rude person? You think it's a good description? Oh. Has somebody told you that rudeness is equivalent to beauty? When they say you are rude, then it, it, you, you are beautiful. Hey! You are spiritually ugly. If you are a rude person. It's, it's only the men of God who clap. Proud people can... To be described as a rude, disrespectful person is, 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 is a description you must never allow to happen. From today, change your attitude. And let everybody speak well of you. That you are polite. You are respectful. You love people. You are submissive. You are humble. Though you are beautiful and intelligent and, and well qualified and Drop the attitude. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. It's antichrist. It's not of God. God is love. And he that loves is born of God and, and, and knows God. Period. Period. No quarrels. No, no compromise. This is the definition. 
love, it is not self-seeking. Why should you every day, or it must be you, you, every attention must be on you. Yeah, you are the only person who was sick and they didn't visit you. And uh, you are the only person when they had the adoring, they gave the others 1,000 and you, they gave 200. Why, why, what is wrong with you? You are not born of God. You are not born of God. You are not born of God. Why, why, why did they, when, when uh, 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 my mother died, the, the group gave me only 150. But when this one, uh, uh, mother died, they gave, they gave, they gave her uh, 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 500. Self-seeker. Always me, 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 me. Practical definition of love. For so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who sacrificed himself. This is love. Love is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It keeps no records of wrong. I'll come to that this one uh, quickly. Verse number six. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Seven. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. See whether there's something there for me. Love never fails, but where there are... Pro- okay, that's, that's enough for me. Love doesn't keep wrongs. My wife and I are into counseling. We, we counsel a lot of couples. Some in our church, some outside our church, and all over. Why? Because our marriage has traveled 32 years, and it is solid and stable to the glory of God's name. Now, when you see a marriage that has gone through 32 years, you know that they know some things you don't know. They have some things you don't have. They have some knowledge that you need to tap into. Am, am I talking to these this, this young people? Am I prophesying into your future? I am, am I preparing you to be a great man and a great woman? Can you clap your hands and shout, I receive it? Can you shout again and say, I receive it? Shout, shout, shout and say, I receive it. Hallelujah. And, and in our many years of, of counseling, we have met all kinds of people with all kinds of temperaments and all kinds of, you know. So on this occasion, we came to church. And then Mama Rita was doing her counseling. And so I left for the house. 1 a.m., Mama Rita had not come. You didn't hear me. I didn't say 1 p.m. I said 1 a.m. So I was very apprehensive and very worried. Finally, she came. I said, honey, what? Are, are you carrying, you, you are carrying crosses, but it looks like you are past Golgotha. <laughs> Jesus stopped at Golgotha and got crucified. You, you are past Golgotha. Golgotha, you, what is wrong? He said, honey, you have no idea. This couple was the last that came. They got in at 6 p.m. And as usual, in counseling, we allow everybody to talk and when you are talking, those of you be coming for counseling. Instruction number one. When one person is talking, you don't interrupt. You take down notes. And then after he's finished, we'll give you the chance to also respond. After that, then there are questions and answers and interactions. And the question cross-examination. The questions are aimed at 
will put you questions that you answer yourself to know where you erred, where you made wrong. We will not point to you where you made wrong. We will, we will let the Holy Spirit talk to you as we pose those questions. So, by the time we finish the counseling, the Holy Ghost has bathed you well, well. On this occasion, the man spoke for two hours. This one, you know that something is mad. Two hours. After that, the woman spoke one hour. So by the time Marita did the cross-examination, and during the cross-examination, there are also fires flying from here, there. And sometimes tempests can fly. And the counselor must have patience and listen because it's, it's good for them to let all the anger before the servant of God. The, the more they pour their anger, the more they get healed. So we allow them exchange. By the time Mama Rita finished, Mama Rita has done six to seven hours with one couple. She was exhausted. I see her ready. I said, this work is not easy. When God is blessing somebody, don't sit somewhere and envy. In the two hours, in the two hours, the man was able to recollect every wrong the woman had done since the day he proposed. Till the time they were sitting in front of Mama Rita, two hours he offloaded without notes, without computer, everything for his head. Mama Rita said, Hey, Bema, we are sharp. Can you quote me John chapter 1, verse 12? <laughs> Mama Rita, George, George at one twelve, he couldn't quote, but he could remember every sin the woman has committed. Mama Rita said, "You are a troublesome husband." <laughs> if you ask me to recount things Mama Rita has done against me to my displeasure, I will not talk more than five minutes because I can't remember them. The, the for, forgiveness is. It comes naturally when you are filled with the love of God. You forgive and you forget. And so, I'm teaching you something right now. You are not yet married. But since you started courting with a guy, you've already gone for five, four counseling sessions. Some, you went to one from his mother. And then the other one, you went to a certain aunt. And then you have seen some of the pastors of Royal House Chapel already. You have been married though. You have been married. You didn't hear me. I said you have been married. But you've started counseling session already. And when you go, you can see that the sin which he claims you have done against him, which he spoke at the first council, when you came to the second one, he repeated the same. It means that the forgiveness has not come. It's, it's, a, it's a warning on the sign. Be careful. Don't, don't go. That guy cannot forget the past. He is not born again. Anybody who is born again forgives and forgets and doesn't recollect. The marriage has not come on. You have done five, five arbitration, not counseling, arbitration. 
I use the word counseling. Wrong. Counseling is when we are preparing you for marriage. I'm talking about arbitration. And, and uh, who are the arbitrators? Your friends. His friends. You haven't married and all your friends know that there's wahala and there's fire about to burn already. Get out! That's, that's your condition number one. When you, you are looking for somebody that you live your life with, you are looking for somebody who is not rich. Somebody who is not, it's okay, education is good. But the number one qualification is that he that loves is born of God. You are looking at number one. Who is, is he a truly born again Christian? Two, who knows God? Does he know God? A person who knows God, you know it the way he relates with the word of God. Number three, is he filled with the Holy Spirit? A person who is filled with the Holy Spirit, you see his attitude towards the things of God, towards church. Then you cannot consider qualification, degree. Because if you are a degree person and the person you are going to marry is JHS, you, 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 you have problems. You can't chat. You can't talk. He doesn't understand anything. You are talking economics. He's also talking Aki and Pompo. You are talking inflation. He's talking about... Uh-huh. Did you watch the, uh, the, the latest Nigeria film? You are talking about investment and saving for the children. He's not talking about a year. Uh-huh. So the uh, uncle address a year. No, we have to go. and We have to show that people God has blessed that. That kind of person, you are in trouble with him. You are talking about investment. He's talking about... Uh, He's talking about, uh, so where's the cloth for the wedding? Uh, the cloth for the yala. Which color are we wearing? Black and white. Yellow and green. <laughs> yellow and green. You will go nowhere. You don't speak the same language. You won't go nowhere. You, you are not speaking the same language. Just stop, stop, stop wasting. Two hours. The man could recount everything. Quote John chapter 1 verse 12. He couldn't quote it. All these things that he has put in his mind. If he was putting John chapter 1 verse 12, he would know that the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12, and to them that believed on his name, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Change and become born again. And you succeed in life. That's, that's, the, that's the totality of the message. Be a true child of God. Let God's nature indwell you. Oh, I'm coming to some, some, some difficult scriptures very soon. I'm difficult scriptures. Somebody say love. love. No, I didn't hear you say love, love. love. Somebody say order, 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 order. Somebody say love. The disciples came to Jesus. Hey, the Pharisees. And he said, Master, when a man is tired with his wife and wants to divorce her, what must the man do? According to the law of Moses, the man must give him a certificate of divorce. Then the man, the woman can go her way. 
And when the woman is also tired of a man, according to Moses, she must also go and take a divorce certificate and then they are divorced. Jesus Christ, what do you say? Then Jesus said, what Jesus Christ said, Mark chapter 10. Now, it's a very, uh, it's a very difficult scripture. And, and I'll make some of you very, very unhappy, but it's okay. You have to take the word. Mark chapter 10, verse 5. Verse 5. So let, let me do the New King James. Let me do the New King James. And Jesus answered and said to them, because of the hardness of your heart, Moses wrote you that law, that precept. Six. But from the beginning of creation, but from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The King James Version says, and the man and woman shall cleave. And I'll be doing work business with that word cleave from the original uh, King James Version. And they shall be joined to his wife. Verse number 8. Verse number 8. And the two shall become one flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Nine. Therefore, what God has joined together, let, let not man separate. Hey, Jesus, this is, this is troublesome. Verse 10. Verse 10. In the house. So when they got to the house, then the disciples said, Jesus, the things that you were teaching, them, we didn't want to ask you questions to embarrass you. But there are some dangerous things. You know? Uh, did, did you really mean it? He said, oh, you are going to hear more serious ones. Now, verse 11. Verse 11. <laughs> you are going to hear more serious ones. So he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. When you have divorced and you go and marry again, you are an adulterer, according to Jesus Christ. Verse number 12. If a woman divorces a husband and marries another, she commits adultery. So Jesus, are you telling us, we intelligent people sitting here today, that if we are in a marriage and the man has turned me, the wife, into a boxing arena and the man is beating me, he left, right, left, right, and molesting us, we should stay in it because what God has put together let Jesus this way it was not God put together we ourselves put it together <laughs> Jesus said yes my son Sam that's what I'm saying I am saying that when you enter into marriage it's forever you don't break it but what I'm teaching you is that you have to go to the beginnings first. In the beginning, God created man and woman and God breathed into them his nature. So when God's nature of love, God's nature of dignity, God's nature of respect is in you, you will never come to the place where you fight so much such as to lead you to divorce. It, it won't come there. In the beginning, go back to the beginning. Go and take your nature again. That's, that's the way God intended. Go to the beginning. That's what he's saying. 
In the beginning, it was my nature. In the beginning, it was my breath that I breathed into you. In the nature, it was my image. And God created man in his image. In the beginning, it was me, God. I placed my love. That you love your wife and love your children. So where comes this disagreement leading to divorce? Where comes this fight leading to divorce? You are not born of God. That's the truth. You've lost the nature of God. You've lost it. You've lost it. You've lost it. You've lost it. Which is why you are fighting now. You've lost the nature. You're not born of God. You are an empty symbol. You are gone, gone. Wasting your time in the choir. You are wasting your time giving sacrifices. You are wasting everybody's time unless you change your attitude and become a true Christian filled with the Holy Ghost. daughter and treat her like a piece of rag. Why? When you know very well that the girl is coming from a good home, you know very well. It was 11 p.m. and mama phone, mama Rita's phone rang. And the person on the other side, mama Rita, hey, mama Rita, hey, mama Rita, she, he's wounded me. I have bruises all over my body. Bruises. Mama Rita said, Bruises? What bruises? Take, take a photograph and send to me WhatsApp right now. Take a photograph, send WhatsApp. In a few minutes, Mama Rita's WhatsApp, you know, click, click, photograph. A pastor's wife with bruises all over her body. And then the second picture and photograph is their daughter. With bruises also over her body. Hey! You didn't hear me. I said, pastor's wife. So, Mama Rita said, so, who did this one? <laughs> My husband. Mama Rita said, no, explain. Which husband? Have you, is it the one I know or this another one? <laughs> I'm not divorced. They say one. They say one. Mama Rita said, come on, hold on. Is it the one who has been preaching every Sunday? <laughs> I said, I can't hear you. Which one is that? Because what I am hearing is a shocker. How can a man of God who stands before a congregation and preach it to them? John 3 16. For God so loved the world that they gave his only begotten son. Yeah, who said, So you see, hey, I'm telling you, uh, you, you must love. Uh, honey, is there what And then the wife doesn't want to embarrass her. <laughs> from the response, you even know that she, she, she's not happy. And then your children are sitting there in front of the church and they are missing you lying through your teeth. You are spiritually sick. You are mentally disabled and unstable. You are not fit to be a father and a husband. It's a mistake that the woman said yes to you because the woman didn't touch your spirit properly. You are an agent sent from from hell to come and disorganize and disorient her future and the future of your children. May the Lord have mercy upon your soul. You are not born of God. You don't have God's nature. You don't know God. 
down, Mama Rita, calm down. So, so what happened? What happened? Okay, Mama Rita, I'll calm down. I'll calm down. The daughter did not sweep the compound before going to school that day because she was late. And she wanted to do the sweeping when she returned from school. Then the father came out also going and saw that the compound had not been swept. Hey! So this guy has swept today. Ah, she'll come back and come and meet me. That's the first revelation prophecy from the pastor. She will come back and come and meet me. So, they all returned. Then the girl came quickly and did the sweeping before trouble will come. She had done the sweeping. Should sleeping dogs lie or not? Should the matter not be over? Dinner was being prepared. They hadn't eaten. And then the man of God calls the daughter. Hey, come. Why didn't you sweep before going to school today? I'm going to ken you. I'm going to beat you. So he goes for his belt. Then the wife came to and said, don't do that. We are going to have dinner. Let the girl eat. When after she's eating, whatever you want to do, but you, you can't. Then he ordered the wife, if you don't get away from me, I will beat you and I'll beat her. Then the woman said, beat me and beat all of us. He said, hey. So he goes into the kitchen and brought Banku Ladel. For those of you across the world, take your time. I'm going to show you what Banku Ladel is. Banku Ladel is a wooden piece called in our language Giginchu. When you hear the name, you know that there is a demon even in it. You don't use it to beat people. the wooden piece. Now, what is banku? We, we use gikincho to to cook a local meal called banku. Now, the banku is made of corn dough. Either wet dough made into balls or dry dough. Whichever. Now, you put it on fire and water and you start stirring. It will start becoming pasty. Like paste. And then you stir. Now, its thickness, the texture and the thickness depends on which tribe you belong to. So, the texture and the thickness depends upon which tribe you come from. If you come from my hometown, Aibeland, uh, your banco will be very, very soft. Because it goes with okra soup called Feteri Dechi. I feel like eating Feteri Dechi. But when the texture is thick, it means that there's no cassava dough in it. It means that you come from the coast again. And that banco will be eaten with hot pepper. When you are eating the hot pepper, tears must be running through your eyes. Otherwise, you are not eating pepper. With fish. When you come from Fanti land, there's an upgrade. The banku will be eaten with uh, gravy, with fish, with gravy. 
or corned beef. When you come from Kweu, you eat your banco with bean stew. This man took the banco ladder, wood, and true to his swearing, whipped the woman and caused all the bruises. Whipped the child. So, I was very busy. I asked that he should be summoned to meet uh, a panel of some elders of the church. When he came, he came with pride and arrogance. He said, I said, I know why people have called me here. If it's because of my wife, I just want you to know that I have divorced her in my heart already. I divorced her in my heart. That that marriage, I'm not going to, uh, you know, you know the kind of woman we are talking about? This is a graduate woman who was graduated with a degree from university. Yeah. Well, we are talking about. So. <laughs> I don't want to cry. I don't, I just, I, I'm just trying to. Somebody's daughter. You can show respect. You think by coming to marry you, then she's lost everything. She doesn't know what she's about. She's lost her dignity as a human being. No. For this reason, and a man and a woman shall leave, and the two shall cleave. I'm coming to that word cleave very soon. And they shall become one flesh, not two. One flesh. Anytime she comes home after the beatings. I've told you, I don't want to see you in this house. So you, you have to pack and go. You have to pack and go. You have to pack and go. I want to apologize for some errors that I think that I have committed. Now, what, what's, what error is that? I have been very, very busy doing revivals, doing conferences, Ghana Pentecostal Charismatic Council, this church, that church, travel, empowering my churches abroad with age catching up on me, preaching every Sunday, two services. So, I left counseling for some time. Mama Rita does counsel Reverend Agri and elders of the church. I am going to restart my Wednesday counseling as follows. Now watch this. I'm going to start Wednesday counseling. The Wednesday counseling is going to be for only couples because we do not expect that you enter into marriage and you know it all. No, 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 no. There are some things you have to learn from experience because you will never see much written about how to marry. You how to marry. You will see books. How to marry. Like how to prepare granola soup. You just read tits and bits, pieces, bits, you know. You you learn experience of marriage from experience stable marriages. So, if we have gone through 32 years, it means we know something. 
It means we have something. It means there's something we know. It means there's something we are doing right. So we have to share. If you want to attend such a counseling session with me, just go to the office. There is a form that you have to fill. It's very simple form. Your name, telephone number, and so on. Why telephone number? So that when your appointment is due, you'll be called from my office that Apostle Gina wants to meet you this Wednesday. Uh, probably I can do about two, three, four couples uh, every Wednesday, giving one hour to each you know, couple. That should be fine. One hour. You'll be called once your telephone number is, is with us. My office will call you for you to attend. Now, warning number one. If you come to my office and you come <laughs> Apostle General, the things that I'm coming to tell you, I don't want my husband to know. And so find a way. I will never find any way. I will walk you out of my office. Nonsense. If your husband is misbehaving, are you happy he's misbehaving? What are you afraid of? And I know what you're afraid of. You're afraid because he has told you, if you don't know, and you won't say this to anybody, I will divorce you. Is that what you're afraid of? Please. If your husband can look into your face and say, if you like, go and tell Apostle General. If you like, go and tell Mama Rita. Know that your, your husband has backslidden. He is on his way to hell. If your spiritual father and mother cannot speak into your life, who then must speak into your life? If your wife cannot report you to your spiritual father and mother, who should she go and report to? Are you crazy? What is wrong with you? You are not born of God. You are not born of God. And women, I encourage you the right thing to do. When I'm not saying that the first mistake come and report, the second mistake come and report. No, we, we have we have uh, 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 processes. Number one, first process when you marry newly. The first three months, you should give yourself that it's a period of learning. You, you are not staying with him for the first time. You are staying with her for the first time. You are going to learn some things that you didn't learn during the time of courtship. For example, during the time of courtship, you will not know that your husband, every 12 midnight and then 1 a.m., he flatulates in bed. You know this one. You know this one only in the marriage. You don't have to come and report this one. Because it's all part of the package. You didn't know. It's part of the game. You don't report this one. If you come and report me this one, I will drive you out of my presence. I get out. It's part of the package. I forbid you in the name of Jesus. That because of the snoring, you will get out from your marital bed and go to the hall. Sleep there. You went for it. It's part of the package. Get used to it. As a matter of fact, here is what I advise you to do. Anytime you are having worship, I say worship. You understand the worship? Any man, when the worship is at its clamors, there are some words that come out of your mouth. They are prophetic. Every man. Every man. If your husband doesn't prophesy, 
He's not born again. He's not born of God. Some of the prophecies are as follows. Ah, honey. Oh, you are beautiful, honey. I love you. Don't keep quiet. See, I receive it. But some of the reports, when you bring, that I'll talk for you. Number one. Apostle General. My wife doesn't like bathing. Apostle General, she baths once every three days. As for this one, not only will I talk for you, I will conduct deliverance immediately. Immediately. I said, which woman is the who doesn't bath? Hey! Is she an alligator? When your husband starts making signs that there will be a performance, you quickly go to the bathroom and wash yourself and clean yourself. And then you brush your teeth very well and let your breath be good. The man... Also, you too, you go and clean yourself properly because if there is death around your uh, private part, you can inject the death, the, uh, the death into her and it can give her infection. And so you must keep the place neat and clean the place. And you demand, you too, before you come and kiss, you to brush your teeth and let your breath be good. When, when your mouth is smelly and you are kissing your wife, look, you open your eyes and look, look at her face properly. You. Are we talking about love in this place? Somebody say love. Somebody say love. Somebody say love. Somebody say love. And then after the performance, be respectful. Say, thank you, honey. Thank you, honey. I'll stay, I'll stay loyal to you. You alone. Uh, a man and woman shall leave their parents and shall cleave. I've cloven to you forever. Thank you. And then uh, you, the woman, you to thank the man for exerting energy on you. Do you know what it means for us to exert energy? Do you know the amount of zinc? The amount of... Do you, do you, do you know... Do you know uh, do you, do, have you bothered to know why men die earlier before, than women? You have been killing us if you don't know. Respect your spouse. Respect him. Respect her. Respect her. For love is of God. Anyone who loves is born of God. That word cleave, C-L-E-A-V-E, the Hebrew word is kalau. Kalau means to be joined together, one, two. To be glued together, three. To be cemented. Now, that word cement is real cement. To cement, this thing is a block cement which has dried. The moment the block was fixed there and cemented, you can't remove it again. The only way to remove is to break this thing down. And that is why any divorce in the realms of the spirit, you are breaking cement. 
Any divorce in the realms of the spirit, you are tearing something that has been glued. So, two pieces of paper glued together. How can you separate them when they dry? You end up tearing both. That's why families are torn. That's why the children get broken and rejected. That's why they lose their confidence and academic concentration. And you destroy the future of the children because of the hardness of your heart. But in the beginning, it was not so. God expected that everyone will go into a relationship with God's kind of nature. Whether relationship between brother or sister, husband and wife, friend and brother, father and children, mother and children. Where there is love, you can see growth. You can see stability. You can see peace. You can see that things are moving. I never end my series without a story. So here's a story for this first series. A very rich man didn't marry, didn't have children, but so successful, big mansion, had four workers. The four workers are as follows. Number one, the house cleaner. Two, his gardener who took care of his garden, and then three, his cook, and then four, uh, the animal boy. The animal boy was the one who took care of his pets. He had domestic animals, dogs, cats. And this was the boy who fed them and cooked for them and took care of them and bathed them and took them to veterinary services for injections and so on. So four workers. And then every year, he would give them a Christmas gift on the first day of January. So in this particular year, they were expectant as usual. So, in his bedroom, he called the first one the um, cleaner. And he said, come cleaner, come and pick your New Year's blessing. Uh, this year, I have two parcels. Uh, there was a, an envelope there stuck with money. And then there was a Bible. He says, uh, pick one. Then the cleaner said, thank you, master. Uh, master, you know, I don't know how to read. Uh, so if I take the Bible, it will not benefit me. So master, uh, let me take the money. The master said, oh, that's like, okay, take it. Go, God bless you. Took it, said, but thank you, master. Then he went. Then the gardener came. He said, gardener, my new year gift as usual. I have this stack of money and I have this uh, uh, Bible. Please pick one. Uh, hey, Masa, what temptation be this now, Masa? Masa, uh, my wife is not well at all. I would have picked the Bible, but I need the money to take my wife to hospital. So, Masa, uh, let me take uh, the money to the next year. If you present another Bible and my wife is very well, I will pick the Bible. He took the money and then left. The third one came. The cook. Uh, cook, your new year gift. Money, Bible, pick one. Then he said, Master, <laughs> I love Bible, Lord, but Master, you know the problem with the time I close work. By 6 a.m., I'm here to prepare your breakfast. 
for 8 o'clock. After that, I have to give you snack between lunch and then breakfast. After that, I have to prepare your lunch. After lunch, I have to give you evening snack before your dinner. After that, I prepare your dinner. Master, by the time you eat and I clean and I wash all the dishes, it's already 10 p.m. Master, Master, when I go home, I get so tired, even newspapers, I cannot read newspaper. Master, if I don't read newspapers or the Bible, I will not even have time to read. Master, I cannot take the money. He said, we'll take the money. And then he left. Then the animal boy came. He said, my, my son, for your new year gift, money and Bible, uh, choose one. He said, sir, did you say Bible? Ah, sir. My mother told me that the word of God is sweeter than honeycomb and it is brighter than gold. It's more precious than gold. I've been looking for Bibles. Sir, thank you. I'll pick the Bible. Money, ask for money. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things. I need the word of God first. So the guy took the Bible and then left. He was going to sleep and he was looking for the scripture that the mother has been quoting to him every day from Psalm 19 verses number 7 down which we are going to read very soon in my closing uh, remark. He was looking for the Psalm 19. Opened the Bible and then he saw an envelope, two envelopes. The first envelope when he opened was a check. The money in it was five times bigger than what those other people received. So, he ran to the master and said, Master, I saw this open check. Uh, what is it about? He said, my son. Tears were in the eyes of the master. He said, it is for you. The others, when they came, they, they took money. But you chose the word of God. I want you to know that when you get the word of God and the word of God becomes real in you, you will never be poor ever in your life. The, 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 the word of God, when we introduce you to the word of God, we are not taking your liberties away. Hear me, somebody. When we introduce you to the word of God, we are not taking your liberties away. When we introduce you to the word of God, we are not asking you to be a fool and to be somebody that is... Uh, 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 uh. But we are introduce, introducing to you life. That's the word. That's what the word of God gives. God's nature. Then the master said, there is a second envelope. Go and open that one too. When he went and opened it, the master, preparing to die, had willed and transferred all his estate and inheritance to this boy. said to you when we are asking you to be a real Christian we are hurting you. Who said that to you? I'm actually what I'm doing right now is when you receive this message and by the time I finish this series with you, you know what? I'm preparing you for a stable and solid relationship with your husband, with your wife with your spouse, with your children with your brothers, with your sisters with your friends, with church members with your colleagues at work and if you are an employer with your employees, that's what I'm doing for you that's what I'm doing for you now 
the word which the animal boy's mother would always give to him. Psalm, Psalm number 19, verse number 7. I will do the New Living Translation. I will do the New Living Translation. The instructions of the Lord are perfect. Reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy. Making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right. Bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear. Giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure. Lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold. Even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey. Even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant. And a great reward for those who obey them. Warning. They are warning. Why, why would you listen to such a message and go and make mistakes in your life? Why? Why? You are looking for a rich man to marry. Please. That, that's a wrong starter. Look for one who is truly, properly born again of God. The one in whom God has his nature. Throughout your courtship, if he's respectful, you know. If he's a kind person, you know. If he's a man for peace, you know. If he's a man who helps, you know. The word of God is a warning and also a direction. But I love the way the message Bible puts this scripture. Psalm 19 verse number 7. Message Bible. Message Bible. Message Bible. The revelation of God is whole and pulls our lives together. It pulls and pulls our lives together. The disciples, he, the, the, the message Bible calls commandments and, 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 and the decrees of God, signposts. They lead you. The word of God leads you to where you are going, where you want to go. We are not taking your liberty. We, we are not enforcing anything. We, 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 we are teaching you life. I come from a large family of 20 something, you know. All those who went ahead of us didn't know God and Christ like I knew. And since I took Jesus Christ on, everything transformed and everything changed. Everybody in my father's house is a divorcee except me and my brother. Because when I became born again, I introduced Christ to him. The word of God became our signpost that we watched and we looked and directed us and gave us warning and told us which path we must always take. The signposts of God are clear and point out the right road. Eight, the life maps. He calls the word of God a life map. The life maps of God are right, showing the way to joy. The directions of God are plain and easy on the eyes. Nine, God's reputation is 24 karat gold with a lifetime guarantee. Stop it there. And check this one. You know why you are, you are, you are quiet? Because you don't know what 24 karat gold is. On your wedding day, if you like, go and bring me any Abyssinia here, and you see me, and you know, 
24 carats, the richest and the purest and the finest of gold. With a lifetime guarantee. The decisions of God are accurate down to the nth degree. The, the nth the nth there means infinity. God's word is better than a diamond. Better than a diamond set between emeralds. You will like it better than strawberries in spring. Better than red ripe strawberries. There is more. God's word warns us of danger and directs us to hidden treasures. It warns you from danger and it, it directs you to hidden treasures. This, this is what I'm giving to you. There's an old song we used to sing when we're in scripture in your Lord. You are more precious than silver. Lord, Lord you, you are more, more costly than gold. gold. Lord, you, you are more beautiful. And nothing, and nothing I desire compares with you. You are more precious, more precious than silver. Say it again, Lord. You than gold. More costly than gold. Hey, Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds and nothing I It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you.